This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. You might notice this week's show doesn't go off the rails as much. That's because Sid is desecrating monuments all over Europe. Hey Sid, 12th century castles are for visiting, not for pooping. You poop so much. Now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. Where do you put your duty? We put it in the toilet, baby! It's Cousin Robbie! It's a Saturday afternoon. You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. On CBS FM, baby. CBS FM, Frankie Valley coming up next. Oh, no, first, we got the Metal Injection Livecast, baby. Cousin Brucey, you're cruising. Murder! (laughs) That was Sid. Sid will not. Will Sid be calling in or not? I mean, we have uh, Sid on ISDN today. He's uh, in London. Yes, he's Mm -hmm. in London. He's in his hotel room. He's not going to be that active on the show unless we ask him questions. Uh So everyone can call in. We have a bi-coastal simulcast going right now. You can ask Sid questions. This is what happens when you buy Metal Injection Livecast merch. You support us. We're able to secure such technology to have our good friend... Um, Soho, Sydney. Yeah, we're bi-coastal. That's not what bi-coastal means. That means the same country, two coasts in the same country. You're right. You mean intercontinental. We're intercontinental. That's right. We're like the honky-tonk man. (laughs) Sid also prepared a statement that he sent in that he wanted to say. Okay. He had something he wanted to get off his chest. That's why there's so much butt-fucking in the Navy. (laughs) Thanks for letting us know, He's very upset about that. Uh, if anyone has a question for Sid, what's the phone number, Rob? The number to dial, 213-WIDE-NUT. What's the numerical? I'm trying to put it in the tweet. <laughs> it was a trick. Let people figure it out. Fuck them. 213-943-3688. That's our number to call if you'd like to speak to us. Or Sid, who's on another continent right yes. now. Yes. On ISDN. He's incontinent in another continent. <laughs> And, of course, you could be a part of the show anytime during the week. If you ever want to ask a question for us to answer on the show, you can do so by emailing hatemail at metalinjection.net. You can write your question. You could record a voice memo with your phone and send that to hate mail. Many different ways to interact with the Metal Injection Livecast. And it's wonderful. Before we go on, I want to quickly mention... Uh, that sometimes it is hard to find a satisfying vape that's simple and convenient. And that's why I want to talk about Blue, who introduced vaping to the world, and now they're introducing My Blue. My Blue gives you all the satisfaction with none of the hassle. All you got to do is click and go. And with My Blue and their easy-to-use one-click liquid pods, You can switch between flavors in seconds, which is the most convenient thing. If you're on the go, you want some different flavors. You don't want to have the same flavor, but you don't want all the hassle of switching it up. Easy peasy, one click, and you're tasting all the ranges of flavors to choose from. And all it takes is 20 minutes to charge, and it'll last you all day. And it comes with a free lifetime device warranty called My Care. And for a limited time, Blue is letting you try the new... My Blue Starter Kit for only $1. 
One dollar. How about, What else can you get for a dollar? Uh, but you got to hurry. It won't last long. Terms and conditions do apply. All you got to do is go to myblue.com. That's M-Y-B-L-U.com to learn more. Blue vapes. Blue e-cigarettes. My blue. 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 Myblue.com. Blue. <laughs> And it's a Saturday afternoon, like I mentioned. Yeah, we don't usually do this. No, we don't usually do our show on a Saturday. But here we are. I kind of like it. Yeah, it feels weird, but not in a bad way. Well, I have to say, um, I'm feeling very old today. And let me explain why. Go ahead. Uh, Because you're old. Because I'm old. (laughs) Well, no, well, there is a Misfits show happening this evening. Mm -hmm. A reunion show with... Misfits? Like Tammy Fitch? No, 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 no. Misfits. Oh. The Misfits. Oh, oh, oh. The Misfits. Uh, Rob with... had a piece of chili fry in his mouth. While I'm he was sorry. I, Sid's not here. I ha- There has to be someone to represent the pedantic uh, <laughs> l- linguistic correction brigade. Thank I you. won't be doing it all show, but I had to throw one in there. Well, the Misfits with a uh, friend of the show, Glenn Danzig, ah. uh, are performing. A.K.A. And a brickhead. And it's the first time this iteration. So it's Danzig. Jerry only, Doyle, and Dave Lombardo on drums. Wow. Uh, and he's, Lombardo is pulling double duty because Suicidal Tendencies duty. is uh, opening. And he plays drums in Suicidal now as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be at the Prudential Center in Newark. Oh. And I could have totally made it after we recorded the podcast. Yeah, I just Dirty crossed. duty. Oh, my God, Rob. <laughs> Just cross the Verizon. Double dirty duty. Uh, dirty duty. But you know, like, so there's no way to get uh, on the list for this type of show. No. So I'd have to pay for a ticket. And I'm looking at tickets. And floor tickets are $150. Oh my God. Did you say f- four or floor Floor. Oh. Floor. One wow. ticket is $150. And this isn't even on the resale. This is the, you know... Basic price. Yeah, the, because most metalheads can't afford 150. So I'm sure there's. Well, what's crazy is like, I saw they're like promoting that the show is sold out. The show is not sold out. <laughs> there's plenty of tickets available. They're like they they undersold it, you know, or they oversold. You no, wind, no, they undersold it. You end up on the floor, is <laughs> So I'm just like, well, it's not. I mean, I, <laughs> I, it's not that I couldn't afford 150. I understand like, exactly where you're. I don't from. know that I want to spend. Right. So it's a combination of it's 150. dollars yeah. I got to drive to fucking Newark mm-hmm. after doing the podcast. The weather. Newark been, is like 40 take, minutes. From take here. the path. But oh no, oh, no way! No <laughs> way! I just wanted to see Rob's face. It would take it would take longer to take the path from here than <laughs> right. to drive. Uh, and then uh, gotta figure out parking. Yeah, figure out parking, and then like you gotta spend money at the arena. You know, like I have to figure out a food situation. Then I'm spend- uh, It's just like I'm like no, I'm just gonna go home. The food si- the food situation when you when you go to Newark is get the fuck out of Newark and then find somewhere else to eat. Right. Well, I meant like I'd have to pick up a <laughs> slice of pizza on the way there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Come it's on, like- guys. Newark is not so bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. You. That's where we went for Extreme Rules. I that know. was. It was. I don't awful. It. it was. I mean, it was. Oh yeah. I mean the. One block vicinity around the... uh, But anyway, so it just made me realize, like, like, hey, I know that while the Misfits are playing, 
I'm going to have a good time for at least 45 minutes before I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm over it. <laughs> and it wasn't worth it for those 45 minutes of no. enjoyment for oh, like the, the four <laughs> hours of non-enjoyment. Uh, and it's, and, and th- it, there were two instances, instances of that today because also Nine Inch Nails just announced a new tour. And I oh, love Nine yeah, Inch Nails. Yeah. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. Me mm-hmm. too. Uh, and they just announced shows at Radio City Music Hall, and they're doing this interesting promotion where you the presale you have to get the tickets in person. There's no online presale; it's only really? at box office. Why do the they bo- do that? To prevent scalping. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's annoying. But we should say it's been raining all right. Day today. So it's terrible weather today. But don't the scalpers just send somebody, like, give them fifty bucks to stand there and like get the tickets? Well, oh, there's also a four ticket limit. You know, there's oh, okay. other stuff. So you can only you're only going to make so much money. I got you. Uh, anyway, so I woke up. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go to stand online because I do really like Nine Inch Nails. You like them uh, enough to get soaked to the bone? Like- but I'm like, I woke up and it's like raining. Rob yeah. stand on a line? No, if, <laughs> I don't think so. If there was nice weather, I would consider it because it's like because uh, it's Radio City, which is a very big venue, and it's mm-hmm. two nights. Right. I assume- I'll pick up your phone with my feet. You ready? We were trying yeah. to not call attention to that. Uh, because... Uh, it's a big venue. There's two nights. I figured, oh, if I stand online, I get really good seats. Maybe yeah. that would be kind of cool. And how often do you, am I interested in seeing an artist at Radio City? You know, an artist that I really like. Sure. Uh, but then I woke up in the morning. It's raining. It's terrible. I do a search on social media for Radio City Music Hall to see if people are posting photos about how long. Like the line is already around the block. Somebody posted a photo of the pricing, which was not revealed. Oh, jeez. Until and, I, and Radio City is a huge venue, uh-huh. and I feel if I'm not in the first few rows, not like few, like the first ten, fifteen rows. Yeah. What's the point? I'm like you're not and even gonna and, like I've never seen a show at Radio Music at, at Radio City Music Hall. Radio City Music Hall. I, I mean, I saw John Mulaney there, but that was a comedy show. Was right. Sitting. What's a con? Like, do you have to sit for the concert? Well, you could stand up. Can, I saw. Yeah, I, I saw, saw Opeth there. I saw Weird Al there, but that's not the kind of show where people are like, yeah. moshing or anything. I saw Opeth and the uh, Radio City uh, Extravaganza. Yeah, I saw that too. There's my definitely no standing. The Extravaganza. No, yeah, everyone has a seat. Yeah, no, you. It's an auditorium. So. Uh, but ticket prices were cray even crazier than for Misfits, right. which I mean makes sense. So how much? So the how first five rows, the pit, two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Five rows after that, two hundred dollars or whatever. And then like one seventy five, one fifty. Cheapest tickets were forty five, which were the nosebleeds last five rows. Is forty five bucks? Like just to get. And at that point, it's like you're in the room to listen to it. You're not going to yeah. see shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And like, when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute. So I could, again, I could have, I'm not saying I can't afford. You don't have to reassure <laughs> us how much money you have. We That's know. not we, what I, yeah, I'm not trying to, to brag. of the day ads give you a lot of <laughs> I'm savings. not trying to brag. I mean, Just like, because you're too cheap to buy metalinjection.com for 80,000 USD. <laughs> we don't think you're broke. I mean, 250 that's steep, though. That is. That is it, steep. Especially, it depends what you're buying. Especially and- because I just saw Nine Inch Nails at Webster Hall, which is a much more intimate venue. And that was 
80 bucks. And even that, I was like, whoa, 80 bucks. <laughs> mm, but uh, like, well, for Nine Inch Nails, that, that, that's worth 80 bucks. Under 100 is, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that was my thing, too. It was like, if it was under 100, if the Misfits yeah. was under 100, if the Misfits was $80, I would consider. I would be much more likely to schlep over to freaking Newark. Yeah. Or if it was one hundred and fifty dollars at Madison Square Garden, I would be more likely to schlep to Madison Square Garden than Newark. Yeah. You know. So there's all of these factors, and it, you know what I realized though, it's pretty nice being old. It's pretty nice to be able to like, <laughs> yeah. nah, eh, fuck it. Tur- I can turn down a good time. <laughs> Remember when Metallica uh, played coming around the last time here? And uh, my friend, who I hadn't seen in a while, who's my good childhood friend, he was like, yeah, let's go to the Metallica show. So he bought the tickets, right? And I'm thinking I'm going to show up and give him the money. Like, you know, you meet up and you, he, and he just was like, no, 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 it's cool. I got you. I was like, oh, that's nice. I look at the ticket and it was like a $450 fucking Whoa. ticket. I couldn't believe I was like, I have to give you some money. Like, this is crazy. And he goes, no, no, that's all right. He's fucking loaded. Like he's worked. Is this a Zerinsky guy? No, he's been a presence. He's been uh, no. He's just he's a really really good guy. He's been a corrections officer for like twenty years in Rikers Island. And uh, we, you know, he's basically my age, but he started doing this shit when he was real young. He's like close to retirement now, and he's just does overtime all the fucking time. He's fucking loaded. So, and this was like really close seats because I did hear that they marked up Metallica marked up their. Pricing because they realized, oh, people will pay it. It was like the first row of the elevated, not maybe not the first row, it was right in the front of the <laughs> elevated section, the first thing above the, the where the pit people were. So it was like so, you're, you're right, looking yeah, right at the stage. The cool. guy's basically singing into your. Oh, eye like level. at eye level yeah. with the stage. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's It's weird. I paid, well, I didn't pay. My ex-boyfriend paid $250 for Guns N' Roses tickets at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, like the first tour they did with Buckethead in like 2001. That's a lot. That's, That's so a lot for 2001, too. Yeah. What was the most you ever have paid for a ticket? That. Uh, how about Rob? Uh, no, the most I paid for a ticket was, actually, I think it was also $250 or like 225 for floor seats for Roger Waters at Yankee Stadium, which oh, was yeah. worth every penny that I paid for it. It was so good. How much was the big four? Was that You you were comped for that, right? I, I, had, I had press seats, so I don't know. can't remember. But I, I bet it was probably around the same. I think I paid for like, I, I went with that also with that same guy. He's like metalhead. Mm-hmm. I, I think I spent about one hundred and twenty dollars on that. He didn't pay for that one, mm. something like that, one twenty. But tickets are expensive now, and it, and the thing is, it's not just the ticket. You gotta, in most cases, you gotta pay you know twenty to forty dollars for parking. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have at least one drink. It, not it, even if you want a, a water is five at least yeah. five dollars now, yeah. which is just like. How did this happen where everyone just accepts that it's fine? Beer is like $12 yeah. now. Shitty beer. Like the, like, yeah, like a bud. Yeah. I, I will say most venues now at least have amped up their... Like there's at least one station that has decent beer. But that's even more expensive. It's right? like a dollar or two more, but I'll do it. <laughs> well, uh, if you're already not paying have 12. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, and then like shitty... like a. Three shitty chicken fingers and and ten 
you know, steak fries right. is another twelve dollars. Uh. So you're you're spending at least another fifty dollars there. Yeah. So that's a lot of that's a lot of commitment financially. I and, wonder what Sid thinks about ticket pricing. <laughs> oh, Sid. Sid, can you please uh, unmute your microphone on your very high-tech <laughs> intercontinental ISDN line? Uh, Sid, what do you uh, think of uh, t- uh, ticket pricing nowadays? <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Sid. Thanks, Sid. Okay, Thanks. you can mute yourself again. We have All a call. Right. Yeah, we do have a call. Area code 562. You're on the Metal Injection live like cast. Shitty angel. Oh, hang up, Sid. We have a real Come call. Come on, hold on. Let me... Don't, don't interrupt. <laughs> 562. Hey, it's Deuterino. Uh, Hello, Deuterino. Since you guys were talking about shows, I went to Soulfly and Nile last night, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Was it a lot of money? Um, the ticket cost about, I think it was between $30, $35, so not too bad. And what was uh, rum and coke? That came out to about $8. Um, okay. This venue is about 20 miles away from my house, so that's maybe like $5 in gas. Uh, what about parking? Um uh, parking, that was $12, so let's see, at least coming up to about $60 or something like that, so still. Yeah, it's like 66 I think 30 to 35 to see SoFi now, that's kind of expensive. I feel that's like a $20, $25 ticket. But you know what? I, to be honest, I take that back. I don't know what show's got. <laughs> yeah. <know>. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Fucking... we paid for a ticket in Yeah, you would get comp for that one. Bourgeoisie motherfucker getting comp for everything. Hey, I put in my time. I did. I did my work for those free tickets. That is true. Yeah, I give it. To but uh, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, damn workers are out here paying full ticket prices. God damn it! No. <laughs> uh, so how was that show? What was the? What were the highlights? Was Nurgle there? No, he's. Oh, uh, it was a lot of fun. Nile played a lot of old shit. Um, a lot of people in the pit, though. I don't know if it just had to do with um. Uh, people but a lot of them had skin tags underneath their arm it was really gross uh, and I, I know what is that a uh, thing like why what wait what is, is that it, associated what, with what skin tags it's like little flaps not, of skin right it's like the yeah like, they're like well like, like flex of skin that kind of form on underarms and i don't think it might be size related but i just haven't seen any skinny people with uh a load of them. I wasn't sure if that was uh, size specific. No, I don't. Th- they're like little growths, right? Like they're not. It looks that like a raisin. Skinny people have those. It's like skin deformities. I oh. think people who have like get shitty tattoos or remove tattoos have skin tags, also, right? People get them like on their neck creases. I think it's like from the friction that your skin creates on mm. itself. Isn't that what James Hetfield has oh, all over I, his face? I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Bruno has a skin tag. Do you want me to show it to you oh. so you'll know what it is? I'd rather not. <laughs> Isn't that what Edward James Olmos and like James Hetfield have, or is that something else? That's, that, that's a just acne pock marks. marks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The skin tag comes out. Of no, I, I get it. It's oh, those are gross. No skin tag over here. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people get them under their armpits. That was your big takeaway from the show. A lot of skin tags. A lot of Nile fans and skin tags. Who are these people who go to Nile shows and they have skin tags? How can you tell a metalhead from a mile away? I mean, what's the deal? Just look for the skin tags. Very observational comedy from Deuterino. They're wearing black and they got skin tags. Just what I noticed. Yeah. 
And well, you go to a lot of shows, Dudorino, I feel like. You're constantly at shows. Uh, it's just particularly May this uh, month. Uh, normally, I go to like maybe now. two, but this time it just happened to be four. So, I don't know. I guess I saved up a fair amount of money, so I feel like I'm just treating myself. I'll probably go to a lot less the next few months. Are there any uh, big shows on the horizon you're looking forward to? Uh, Bloodbath and Thrown into Exile. That's uh, next week. Oh, nice. And Bloodbath never come over here, so that'll be a lot of fun. Bloodbath is a lot of fun. I mean, I haven't seen them with Nick Holmes, the new vocalist yet, but I, I'm a big fan. The next show I'm going to is Primus and Mastodon, and I'm really excited because that's at wow. the new Coney Island venue. Oh, nice. Ford Armpit Heater? <laughs> yes, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Ford Amphitheater. Or the, oh. It's probably in our... I'm, I'm curious how ready it is because i remember last year it opened and it wasn't done well it's outdoors really yeah it's just got a little canopy over it but i mean you're outside with a roof yeah that's kind of that was kind of the appeal of it for me to kind of schlep all the way to coney island doing a lot of schlepping it's way everyone can let their skin tags uh wave free in the breeze (laughs) (laughs) have you ever tried to rip off a skin tag oh I've never had any to rip off of myself. I've noticed... uh, I'm not going up to random strangers and trying to rip them (laughs) off in the pit. I always think about that, too. Like, oh, it's just like a quick... But it probably hurts so much. I don't fuck around. I think I heard an old wives' tale when I was a kid that I just scared the shit out of me. Like, my grandmother, I think, or my mother, I don't remember Mm -hmm. who, told me that if you have one of those little wens or, like, those little things that stay... I don't know if it's skin tag or what, any, Mm -hmm. like, protrusion, you leave it. And if you rip it off, you can get cancer. Oh, I've I've ripped. Um, you get cancer. You cancer. What are you doing? Stop picking things off your body. <laughs> Nobody in my family sounds like that. You don't get cancer. It just bleeds a lot, and then yeah. it goes you away. bleed a lot. You bleed a lot, and then you get the cancer. <laughs> you want to have blood all over the place? What's wrong? What are you crazy? <laughs> the schmuck. Don't bleed everywhere. That's why I gotta put plastic around the couch. And stick a friggin' tampon in your arm. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Getting AIDS all over my couch and carpet. For fuck's sake. Your armpit vagina's on the rag. What are you doing? Your armpit vagina's getting AIDS all over my couch and carpet. Put a diaper on your armpit. <laughs> it's leaking through my plastic. Unbelievable. This plastic is space age technology. I wrap this shit for a reason. I'm trying to watch Nile. I'm getting sprayed with blood. I don't want to go to <laughs> You got all these friggin' Nile and Soulfly shows. People picking at their fucking skin tags. <laughs> the fuck? You didn't bring that home? Holy crap. <coughs> Why don't you go to a nice fish show? <laughs> Worst in Frankie Valley. Worst thing you get from a fish show is you some body odor. Some secondhand body <laughs> odor. Remove your skin tags. No skin tags at a fish show. You just get people who haven't showered in 73 years. Just got a lot of patchouli. <laughs> a lot of patchouli. Patchouli oil and Birkenstocks. Also Max Cavalero's hair. <laughs> Have you ever had like someone pass you by at a show and like then for the rest of the show you just smell their BO on that spot where they hit you? Um not that, but that just brought back a flashback of <laughs> being at a festival and it's like when it was I forgot who it was we were watching, but uh it was like very, very tight 
And the guy in front of me had the curliest, like, thickest hair uh-huh. that it was a long day. It felt like he must have not washed it in, like, three weeks. Probably. And every time he head banged, it would just waft into my nose. And it was to the point, like, I had to cover my nose and breathe <laughs> through my mouth because it smelled so bad. That's what another you, way to get to AIDS. It, it smelled like expired taco meat. Yes, that's exactly. It was disgusting. <laughs> Please, if you're going to go headbang at a concert, use conditioner first. I don't know if I. I, I want to see uh, Rob in one of those bubble boy suits, like uh, trying to <laughs> not get dirty at Ozfest. <laughs> <laughs> I may have mentioned this. I'm like 80% sure I mentioned this on the show. But I went. To, I took my mother to a Leonard Cohen concert, R.I.P., about five years ago, maybe. And. First of all, I really like Leonard Cohen. Do not sit through three hours of Leonard Cohen. You want to slit your wrists. Like, what kind of music is that? It's like a folksy rock, like deep poetic. It, it, this Leonard Cohen is his own genre. Like you can't really describe. But he has that famous song "Hallelujah." You know, "Hallelujah." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's and that cool. everybody covered and their mother. But all the songs are like depressing, like introspection about life and stuff like that. But, you know, it took my, she loves him. It took my mother. We sat next to somebody that had the most overwhelming odor of patchouli oil. Oh, I hate that. And now, and Leonard Cohen died a couple of years ago, but I cannot hear a Leonard Cohen song. (laughs) It's so, it's so weird how like, I feel like they say the strongest sense is your smell attached to your memory. Like smells trigger memories. (laughs) Leonard Cohen, boom, I smell patchouli oil. Patchouli oil, I instantly think of Leonard Cohen. They're like married together now. Do you smell patchouli now? You can hear the boats go by. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't want to associate Nile with skin tags now. That would be horrible. Well, you didn't smell the skin tags, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was independent. Someone kind of like side-armed me, so I felt like I got rubbed up on with them. So (laughs) You might need to uh, get some hypnosis or something. That was my least favorite thing about wearing a leather jacket to a show. That when like some no no no, when some dude (laughs) would like pass me by or something like if his like any part of his armpit touched my leather jacket I would just like smell it for the rest of the night. Oh yeah. And you can't like wash a leather jacket. You just gotta Mm -hmm. wait for the smell to disappear. Mm -hmm. It takes forever. Oh well. Uh, All right, dude arena. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, a lot of good stuff came out of that call. Later, guys. Have a good show. Wonderful, Sid. What did you think? Of our good friend El Durino and the the wonderful call he just gave us. Said, unmute your microphone on your intercontinental ISDN line for for this. People are assholes. Oh, okay. People can't help if they get skin tags though. You're so mean. Mm-hmm. I bet he has a hairy taint. El Durino, call us back and let us know if you have a hairy taint. Oh, you could just say it in the chat. In the chat. Sid wants to know. I don't really care. Sid wants to know. He asked for Sid. I bet he has a hairy taint. 213-Y-Nut is the number, 213-943-3688. The Gay Sid Fantasy. <laughs> what is the Gay Sid Fantasy? I don't know, Sid. You can't just leave a cliffhanger like that. Oh, well, he's, uh, he's gone. He's on, Yeah, he said he had to go to the bathroom. He had another okay. poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sid is uh, in, in, in England, and he's been posting a lot of photos of toilets <clears throat> right. on yes. his toilet tour. Never-ending toilet tour. A lot of nice toilets in England, I have to say. I want to see a royal toilet. A royalet? Yes. A throne, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yes, mm. the, today was the royal wedding. Oh my god, yeah. Jennifer's working on that. I know. I've been following uh, her company's posts on Instagram. She's doing a great job, mm-hmm. and she's like her job is basically to scoop all the other shitty magazines that are in competition with her magazine, and she's great at it. Uh, but she's so stressed out. Like I feel so bad for her because she had to wake up at like three thirty in the morning today. Yeah. And uh, get to she had to go to her boss's house in Manhattan. So and start with you know and they do this wedding what at like nine o'clock England time so that was like four here, and they had to be on it and working at like a high level at that hour, which is insane. I can't I mean not even going to bed yet at that hour. So, and then they finished the stupid wedding ended. These inbred fucks got married. They you know it's all finished and she comes home and she still has to work on it the aftermath and all that stuff you know. Yeah. I don't think they're inbred though. I mean, Prince Harry's definitely inbred. Come on. All those people are. Like, they marry their cousins. Or they marry very close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people within their circles, you know. Yeah. That's well, how they maintain the royal blood. Well, he... If that's true, then he broke the pattern today. All right. I'm saying, you know, it's more... It's more... Uh, modern now, how they conduct themselves. But, I mean, thousands of years they've been doing that, though, mm. you know? Well, not thousands. I guess, like, what, 1,500 years? Something like that. It just seems so uh, trivial. Like, yeah, it's, it's 100% bullshit. trivial. It's the most... I don't want to say it's the most. It's a, it's a clear example of our society being so shallow, you know? Yeah. And just meaningless. Like, there's no... There's nothing redeeming about the royal family. It just shows... It's like it's the myth of the fairy tale of life. Is what yes, it, what that's a good pushing. way to put it. Like, oh, it's it's a prince, and here's his princess. And what do they get? Like, do they? I mean, are they rulers or something? What's she's they're like just the duchess of something? In the old, you know what their title is? Like, he's the prince like, now, but if he gets married, he becomes the Duke what of kind Sussex. Of authority do they have? Like, do they make None. laws? No, they're like the Kennedys. Well, the Kennedy, the Kennedy actually became the president, but I mean, like. In the sense that Kennedy was like the the royal family of the U.S., like they don't, they just exist. Like they're, they're like social. They're like the Kardashians. Mm. Yeah. But in the old days, they they were the rulers of the country, you know. But now they have a prime minister and all that stuff, so it's like they're just kind of irrelevant. But it's just excess. It's like excess. How can you have this kind of wealth concentrated in people who did absolutely nothing to earn it other than being... It is kind of quite like, why Why do people put up with it? You know, like, and like, why, yeah, like, like taxpayers pay for their right. housing and everything. And like 15 miles down the road, you have people picking out of fucking dumpsters. You know, it's just this kind of gross mm-hmm. dichotomy of, of society that's sickening to people. And like, I think people even sense that on some level when they're looking at this royal wedding, even if they're into it, like even if they like it, mm-hmm. like there's this... Feeling like that something's wrong with it, you know? Did you like even, you know? I don't know. People, well, I think a lot I completely of it, ignored it, so I don't know. <laughs> I think the people who are looking at it that way also don't like it because she's part black. Is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. How? Yeah. Uh, what part is she half? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Her, her mom is black and her dad is white. Okay. And a lot of people were very upset about. Well, that. of course, that people are racist. I mean, that's not my problem with it whatsoever. I don't care if the two of them can get married. I have no like issue with two people getting married. It's the fact that it's this spectacle, you know. Yeah, and and the media obviously plays into it because it's a something to to cover, something to do. It's, just, uh, it's pretty instead well. of the rest of the news that's going on in the world. Yeah, it's, it's a just, distraction. It's disheartening. 
that people care. But Jennifer makes a lot of money doing that. So Right now, we have uh, Alex Kolick on the line to give his opinion on the royal wedding. Alex. Oh, no, Alex hung up. Uh, maybe we can get Sid's opinion. Sid, do you have any opinion uh, from London on the royal wedding? Yes, he does. Kings of Leon are so shitty. Oh, what? Oh. You're going off on a tangent here, Sid. I didn't Sid. realize they were there. Sid, we're talking about the, the royal wedding. Give me a reach around, Shankleton. <laughs> Sid's a little distracted. I guess. Sid had a lot of... Uh, Bangers and mash. He just had some Thai food that I, I, I recommend. so much. <laughs> I recommended a Thai restaurant. Oh, yeah. You so recommend that one to Roland, too? Yep. Which one? Oh, Roland Roaster, you said? Or something else? <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Murda! <laughs> is what Sid's ass is yelling right now. Uh, uh, K-I-L-N is the place. Keelan. How did you hear Keelan, about it? Keelan. Where is it? Did you go there? Yeah, I ate there. It's great. It's in Soho, London. Oh, oh, because oh. that sounds familiar. I thought there was one here, something like that. No, uh, I heard about it on Eater dot com. Uh, they just had like a they have lists of all, in all major cities of like oh ten places to eat, and it was just in the area we were staying, and it looked really good, and it was in fact very very good Thai food, <laughs> like the type of really spicy but flavorful spicy where you don't mind that your your throat is burning. Sid, do you have a review of Keelan? To please my suck palate. Oh, good to know. Good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> Can I tell you about um, something that happened to me last Sunday? Please, please do. Uh, all this toilet talk reminded me of it. So last Sunday, I went to the gym, and my gym is in a building with other offices, and there's a couple like medical offices, and. Uh, there was a girl in the bathroom, uh, and I thought it was strange because it was a Sunday. Usually, like, the offices are closed. There was a girl in the bathroom, and I uh, come out of the stall, and she's by the sink, and she's crying. She's, like, devastated. Oh, my God. Where was this? Sorry. This was uh, in, like, a public bathroom in the building where my gym is. Ah, got it. So, uh, one of the offices is... is okay, I'm not going to say. But she's, like... She goes to me. She's like, excuse me, do you have any, like, medical experience? What? So I Uh-oh. go, no, I don't. Is everything okay? And she's, she's like, d- distraught, like, in tears. And she goes, I think I have herpes. What? Okay. On her nether region. She's like, I'm in so much pain, and I... <clears throat> And I think I have herpes and I don't know what to do. And you were like, they get the fuck away from me. No, no, no. No way. No, what did you say? So I, I said to her, I was like, okay, I know that it's, it's really scary because you don't know what's going on, but a lot of people have herpes. Everything's going to work out. You're going to be okay. Um, and I'm like, do you have health insurance? So she said, yes, I just went to the doctor and he took tests and stuff. So I was like, well, the scariest thing is if you don't have health insurance and the kind of bills you're going to get. But since you do, that's the hardest part. Mm. And I remember like we had Joe list on the show and he has herpes and he was talking about, thank God he came in. Cause I didn't, I, otherwise I wouldn't know what to say, but he was like talking about how um, he lives with herpes and he's married. And you know, like if he has outbreaks, he and his wife just don't have sex, but it's just like, it's not, as big of a deal as everyone 
Makes yeah, a lot seem. of people have herpes. Well, yeah, a lot of people. Have, so that's why I was, I was trying to tell her. I was like, it's fine. Like, everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, it's it, don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. It's like a lot of people have it. You're going to be all right. And um, and then I gave her a big hug, you know, just to show her, like, you're not disgusting. Like, and you got herpes. And now I have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you get herpes. But um, it made her feel so much better, mm-hmm. and I felt really good mm. that I could help her out. You guys are so bored. No, it's um, just I, I can't that. believe that you you got herpes. <laughs> Not a... <laughs> if you make eye contact with me, you won't get herpes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fuck. No, I thought that that's very sweet. That was very yeah. you were very comforted. That's exactly what she needed to hear, I'm sure. Yeah, and then um she said that she got a prescription and as she walked out of the bathroom, I felt so bad for her cuz she could barely move. Ugh. She was in so much pain. Mm. What bad. happens to you when you get herpes when you're is thing. it is it like 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 uh, is, sores? Right? Yeah. It's the same thing as on your mouth. I think so, yeah. but on your vagine oh. or your peen. But yeah, that, probably so burns. how does that prevent you from? They have to be really big to prevent you from walking, right? Well, you know, just the friction, I guess, with her pants and stuff. Now, when men get them, what are they on the balls and then the peener? Like, where does it go? I don't know. All over. Do we? I'm sure we could do a Google listening? image search, but I don't want to. Okay, that's <laughs> I'll fine. Do it. No. There is one way I've heard to get rid of genital herpes. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Chris Jericho, you didn't know that song was That's actually about was herpes removal. <laughs> oh, the sores. You can't get rid of the herpes, but you can you can sandpaper off the... Uh, right, it's just like yeah. a... a <laughs> quick relief. Oh, it is on the peen. Oh, just on the peen? Lord. Oh, God, this is so scary. I don't think what I want to see this. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I want you to... Don't, don't turn that laptop turn around. Turn your laptop over. I, get, I have a mental image. Like, That's yeah, good enough. Like, uh, the mental image already makes me uncomfortable. So the <laughs> visual... It just... Uh, it looks like little yellow bubbles. Uh, oh, come on. That's even worse. You're making my mental image worse now. Let's leave yeah, it. Yeah, I just, I just have like... It looks like uh, you would have rosacea, but on uh, your penis. So it doesn't go on the balls? Uh, so far, I'm just seeing Shaft. Put a herpes testicle. You saw Shaft? That's a great flick. <laughs> what are we talking about that? See, like in my head, I'm picturing like a dick with chicken pox. Like that's kind of how I... Can I just show it to you? No! No. Oh, God, there's a vagina. That'll oh. be our um. That'll be our social media post. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get banned. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. Okay, can I show you... Um, <laughs> can I show you like a drawing of it? No. No, show me nothing related to peen okay, herpes. So it's basically blisters, and they would be on your corona. <laughs> what? I don't drink. I don't drink. Everybody, don't drink a corona. That's how you get the herp. You drink those coronas, and you wind up with the AIDS bleeding everywhere, and the skin tags, and the peen herpes. The, the corona is under your external urethral metus. <laughs> metus? I don't think that I don't think metus is a uh, technical term. <laughs> that sounds like a stoner talking about his cock. <laughs> I got a rash on my metus. <laughs> <coughs> I used to know a stoner like from arcades when I was a teenager oh. that used to like say us after everything 
He would just say like biggest baggest of weedest. <laughs> I don't know why it was so funny. It was funny when I was high. You're not friends with him anymore, right? No, I wasn't even friends with him then. I just would run into him. Um, I had I, I had a lot of friends that I would only get herpes. high with. Oh. No, that I would only get high with. Uh-huh. And I hung out with one of them recently, and we got high. And it was like, oh, all we had in common was that we just got high. Like, right. we don't sure. <laughs> have any shared interest. And, like, we had, like, nothing to talk about <laughs> other than Weed. the previous times we got high together. Yeah. So that high. friendship is over? That friendship is so done. I'm not talking to Frank anymore. anymore. <laughs> 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 no, we talk all the time. That was We're a very partners. good, like, Sid joke. Oh, I'm trying here. I gotta be me and Sid here. On this I want to mention somebody uh, tweeted at me and Sid mm-hmm. um, something that I'm not going to repeat, but it started with Jose Mangan Iza. Oh, uh, I saw that. And I it was that. a photo of Jose introducing Body Count at this Rock weekend's on Rock on the Range Festival. I love Jose Mangan. I do love Jose Mangan. And I just want to say <laughs> that if you're a Metal Injection Livecast fan and you understand what that joke is, or the joke. So cool, what is that? I, I don't know. Oh, it's the rabbi. That, oh. I accidentally played that clip. Sorry. Please don't say the joke to Jose. <laughs> really? Jose doesn't get it. But the joke is, I mean, all right. I agree with you. With Please... Please, please don't do. Just follow Rob's advice. Yes, keep I'm not contradicting you. All I want to say is, I think if someone wanted to be a dick and did that, he would still understand that it's a joke and you don't hate him. I'd rather not. I agree with you. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not contradicting you. I think it's good to tell people not to do that. I'm just saying he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I don't think he would care, but yeah. still don't. Oh, do I it. think he would, but I think I don't think he would associate it with you. I think he would just think whoever the person yeah. is doing it is just an right. asshole. You yeah. could just say, well, if it ever came to that, you could just say, "I've said it." At, it was a clip. Him. It was yeah. a clip that was pulled in the middle of. Yeah. I wasn't saying I hate you or anything, uh, but I will say thank you to Slamuel for at least not tagging Jose Mangan in that tweet. Although he might, if Jose Mangan were to do gets a vanity search of Jose Mangan, right. he would see it. So please delete the tweet. He has so many mentions. Not going not gonna to find that one little thing there. But uh, why did you say that anyway? Was it like you, was that thing, that thing where you, people asked you to record anything that they wanted you to say and you just said it? I think it was a birthday episode for Yeah, it was my caller. birthday episode where every caller would... They tried to make you say embarrassing things. So there you go. You just explain that. And people did that to you because they knew how much you liked the guy. Well, because at the time he was my boss because I worked for uh, Liquid Metal. Right. And then he put you out like a dog in the street. Right, Sid? Sid? Turn up that ISDN. Just clip it on my butt hair. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm bored fucking chicks. I like to fuck little boys. What? That's an old one. Yeah. Use the pinky because you'll be able to wedge it in deeper. (laughs) It's not true. Your index finger or your middle finger, you wedge in the deepest. Really? (laughs) I mean, it's the longest finger. I guess. Did you guys ever have any STDs that you had to deal with? No, thankfully not. Uh... 
And and I want to say, thankfully, there's free clinics in New York that you can go to to get tested, which I think is uh, very important. And uh, I did have a a moment where I was like, wait a minute, I should probably uh, go get tested. <laughs> like, I haven't done this. And it was actually a pretty stressful experience just because being there and you're like, shit. <laughs> like, you're really confronted with like, oh, what if I'm what not is, negative? Yeah, like, what is an STD test like for a guy? Uh, they just take a blood sample. Oh, okay. From your finger. What it's just like a for, what, they, what do they do to you? It's like a part of my pap smear. Oh, okay. Mm. But you, do you have to get a pap smear, or you did it? You did it that way. It's like it's like because, a twofer. Okay, you but I'm saying like if, like if you just go, I don't want a pap smear. Just take my blood. You can do that. Uh, I think they could do it from blood. Like, like the blood test, I think is like for AIDS and stuff. Yeah. But I usually just like while she's down there, it's just just give me the the gold. Uh, Gold. The gold wash? The gold wash. Like the premium? <laughs> yeah. Like when you go to a car wash? Like yeah. You want the inside vacuum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the deluxe. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right before wash. I started having sex with my, my wife. wife. My wife! Okay. I was like, uh, <laughs> I had a, I had you, a, you, you like pointed to me. I'm like, we had sex? <laughs> No, 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 no. I was more like, wow, Darren, you're going to let Rob do it? I was, well, I wanted to get it out of the way. So I wouldn't be derailed. I could be prepared for it. Uh, I had a test. Just, I knew I didn't have anything, but just to say, you I You should know. go, yeah, like if you have an active sex life, I just want right. to say, you should get tested frequently. Better I didn't know. even have an active sex life, mm-hmm. but just, 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 to, just to, I'm going to be with a, a woman that I really care about and mm-hmm. love. So yeah. I want to sh- like let her know that I have a clean slate and all that. So, but that was, you know, that's stressful. And uh, it's like, it's because they they come up to you and they go, okay, you don't have this, you don't have this. And they don't say anything about HIV, you know, which is stupid because, you know, they would tell you that immediately if you had AIDS, right? Right. They're not going to. That was this. So when I went to get tested, that was the scariest thing because so for all of your STDs, but. Uh, HIV, they just, uh, I think they gave me a form, but then they made me go in a room for my HIV screening, and the woman is like behind a computer, and she's like, and here are your HIV results, and she turns the screen to me. (laughs) And it's all green. And I have to tell you, it's like a big, like, the three seconds between her turning the screen and what was about to happen, like, my heart stopped like it was like a three-hour movie like i saw my uh, and i'm like looking at the screen i'm like where am i looking what am i, I looking have a question rob who are you sharing needles with that you thought you would have hiv no i <laughs> it's just the thing that freaked me out about it was that she turned the screen like <laughs> like if i was negative she would just wait, be like oh you're, you're negative yeah I'm like wait why you're did like, you turn yeah, this yeah, yeah. Why like why did you turn the, the screen around what am I looking for I can't see it oh my god do I do I have HIV am I not and I'm like and then I'm just like where, where am I looking miss oh right here you're negative oh Kanker why didn't you just tell me like it was it was, it was so scary and then she why was, can't you just fucking tell me yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's like a uh, privacy thing or not like a pri- or you well, know just in the a, room with you that was just a tool. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's like, gonna I go. Assume- okay, your cholesterol's good. You, oh, you got AIDS. No, but let's <laughs> but let's talk about the other stuff first. Your blood pressure's fine. Well, I assume if you do have HIV, if you if the result is positive, it'd be awkward for them to be like, "Oh, you're positive." You, like it, 
they want you to But just, they lead with that, though. They wouldn't start. I have no. I think it was a terrible move. I freaked like, like my exit. Like I, it was like drinking three cups of coffee in two seconds of just like, (laughs) in terms of like, what? What is the answer here? Uh, But I'm good. I'm good, guys. I'm clean. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. So that means we can share needles. We can share needles. Have unprotected sex. It's great. I'm not. I decided that cream pies. No more Internal. Cr- no, no more cream pies. No more. <laughs> no more until you find Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. I don't know how yeah. that would work, but actually, uh, I texted Rob. I was so ex- and like I was so proud of myself. Wow, really? Uh, so the other day, I saw somebody that I hooked up with recently, mm-hmm. and uh, I met his girlfriend mm-hmm. who was there. Dun, dun, dun. And this is a girlfriend that I met in the past because I know this person for, you know, like maybe two years. So I was like, wait a minute. When we hooked up, did he have a girlfriend? I, like, I don't think I had ever done that before. Wow. That made you proud of yourself? Not proud, but like it like made me hyper like I, like because I'm I knew like, a secret. Oh, my God. I'm a bad girl. I'm bad. So, so like the first person I texted was Rob. Like, oh, my God, Rob. I don't know why I feel so like thrilled right now. <laughs> this is like a thrill. And then I was like, thank God I used the condom with him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know yeah, who else is he banging, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cheating on his girlfriend. You know, raw sex is great when it's with somebody you trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that the first reaction was not like, what an asshole. He's a cheater and he like kind of used me for sex or whatever, but... Well, it's, I, no, I'm proud of myself. Maybe no, no, it's it's not that I'm. Well, I'm proud of myself for the no other. one didn't feel used. Uh, she no. was uh, she was along for the no, ride. No, I know. I'm just saying, like some other typical reactions that other people. And also, have. you know, we don't maybe, know their relationship. Yeah, maybe, maybe they have an I, open relationship. Maybe I helped them. Hmm. Like maybe like it was just like a release for him. Maybe she was out of town and he like need needed to get something right. out, and Boy. I helped him. The rationalization. Yeah, trainer. yeah. Like he could have ended up. <laughs> He could have ended up with some who. Yeah, with like a hooker, but he had my. Which hey, we're not puss. we're not insulting sex workers. So you're a sex surrogate. Sex surrogate. <laughs> you're a sex surrogate. therapist. Oh, I wish I was a sex therapist, but not quite. I was just like, I don't know, but I definitely f- like feel like I helped him that night, mm-hmm. even though. <laughs> you certainly it was, did. It was in all one about way. me. <laughs> yeah, I think you helped yourself. I did help myself. There you go. That's the best part. Everybody wins. But that was definitely a first for me. Like, holy shit. And then I was like trying to like not get Which part was the first of, for you? Uh, knowing that like 90% chance we hooked up while he was with somebody else. But you didn't know. I didn't know at the time. Yeah, though. Like so I you're thought fine. they cuz cuz she wasn't at the party that we were at. Mhm. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but Sounds like it feels great. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. It's nice to to have new experiences, Mm -hmm. I suppose. (laughs) Well, speaking of a new experience. I'll let Rob shit on me naked. Oh! (laughs) That's right. Intercontinental shitting. (laughs) I want to kill people. Let's do that. No, Sid. No, you can't do that. If he had a big enough turd dangling out of his ass, then it would make a splash. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sid, did you want to uh, weigh in on all this sexual disease talk and stuff? I got all this HIV and you can't have any of it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> wow. Who knew? What a revelation. Sid was happy when they turned the computer around and told him positive. <laughs> he's managing it, you know, he's doing well. You would you never You can't know. live with it. I mean, that was actually, funny enough, that was what the... The woman was telling me, she was like, have you looked into... Uh, uh, Wait, so she, she told you that before she even gave you, like... Negative? No, after she told me that. And then I'm like, oh, I freaked out because I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't read it. And then she assumed by me saying that that I was... That you couldn't read? No, 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 no. She assumed that I was very sexually active. Oh, okay. And she was like, have you looked into prep and like... Like, uh, uh, like you like- promiscuous, you mean? Right. And she's like, you should uh, look into PrEP or like this pill Truvada, which it's... So she just wants you to take the pill because you're afraid of it? It's like aspirin. Just take one a day. It kills everything. Well, what the pill does is it builds up your immunity to the HIV bug. And with people who have HIV, it suppresses your uh, whatever those cells are. So you're undetectable. So you can't transmit it to some uh, the chances of transmitting it are like down to like under a percent and then if you don't have hiv but you do have you have an active unprotected sex life you can take it as a preventative measure to build up the immunity so that if you were to have sex with somebody with hiv like it would kind of stop it i assume so it's pretty crazy the technology the technology is there it's crazy how that uh, HIV isn't a death sentence anymore. I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. It's pretty good. Yeah. Good. Let the people have sex. And get AIDS. No. Or HIV. Oh. <laughs> yes. No, we don't want them to get AIDS. HIV. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking AIDS, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody would fucking AIDS, baby. He's right. If they knew. I, I guess thought, someone would. I thought he was saying... No one with fucking AIDS, baby. Oh, I like it better that way. Let's hear it again. Nobody with fucking AIDS, baby. It does sound like that. It, it sounds like he's, only, he's saying the last half Nobody of the cousin with, Bruce baby. Nobody yeah. with fucking AIDS, baby. It's allowed to listen to CBS FM. We H- got AIDS, baby. No AIDS, baby, on this station, baby. <laughs> cousin Brucey uses prep on CBS FM. It's the HPV hour. We're going to hear a little bit of uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, but first we got to tell you a little bit about PrEP, baby. We're talking about Truvada. Truvada. Truvada is a brand new medicine, baby, for all my listeners out there with the HIV. <laughs> Anybody out there with the HIV, you want to get on this PrEP, this Truvada right here, talk to your doctor. You got the HIV, but you don't want to get that condom. Get Truvada. You don't want the HIV on CBS FM, baby. Good times. Nobody would fucking eat, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather fuck Fred Flintstone. Mm, I wonder if he had uh, Erpis. Fred Flintstone? Erpis. Monogamous relationship. Yeah, but back then they didn't have like stuff for their immune system, so they could have had all sorts of STDs. You think Fred maybe like stuck it in the uh, dinosaur record player? Oh, oh, come here! Wilma's on vacation. (laughs) I just play records. Oh, Fred, what are you doing? Oh my God, Fred, what are you doing? (laughs) 
Oh, that's Barney. Barney. <laughs> He's in the window watching Fred stick his dick in the oh dinosaur God, Fred. You're a married man, Fred. <laughs> Watch where you're poking that beak, will ya? <laughs> a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. <laughs> Yabba dabba do. Speaking of HPV, Dave Mustaine. Was, no, I don't. That's a, that's an inflammatory statement. But Dave Mustaine. Boom, quick. Pull the shades down. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, he was in Mendoza, Argentina. And apparently uh, it's a big wine town. He's uh, working on a new wine because he has a. You know, he has a Toulamon beer. Fuck's sake. And he has the Mustaine Vineyards. So he's going to be doing a wine thing. And I guess there's so little going on in Mendoza that the local news was like, hey, Dave Mustaine's in Wait, our Nick town. Wait, Nick Mendoza? <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. No, Mendoza is a city in Argentina. <laughs> So the local news in Mendoza was like, hey, Dave Mustaine's in town. He's staying at this hotel. So all the local Megadeth fans like hung out mm-hmm. and were like, Dave, Dave. They have skin tags. Some of them might have. <laughs> you hang out with these friggin' Megadeth people. Catch all kinds of crap. And uh, he comes out. He looks. He looks like a homeless bum asking for spare change. I got to tell you, he's got a beanie on. Does he look worse than the Megadeth fans? <laughs> you can't see the fans. Oh, well, uh, probably awesome. The video is shot from the perspective of the fa- where the fans are standing. But he comes out with an acoustic guitar. Oh. And uh, let's listen to some of this. Going to serenade you now. Are they saying Newstead? Newstead? <laughs> wow. Newstead. Of all the things you could have said, that's like the fourth worst. It's Rusev Day. He's I think it's Mustaine. Mustaine, 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 Mustaine. Well, it's Ole, 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 Mustaine. His name is not Mustaine. It's Mustaine. Yeah, yeah I don't. That, that made him turn around. He's like, "That's not my name." It's Mu. It's not Mustaine. It's Mustaine. <laughs> like the car. Good, I don't. You can sing. So he was saying like I don't he didn't want to sing, he'll just play. Yeah, hold on. You gotta pay to get the vocals. How's everybody doing? Fine! You guys wanna sing some songs? Yeah! yeah. Fuck you, Dave! We don't like you! <laughs> we really wanna hear Lars Ulrich perform. <laughs> Imagine. The oh, fuck I, did you just say? <laughs> he just chases that person <laughs> down the block. On uh, the bright side, that would produce like six new great albums for Megadeth if he had that traumatic experience. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it would be a Megadeth renaissance just from that one incident. Yes, uh, the wine. The wine. Business. The wine. Yeah, so now. People in Mendoza and my family were together forever now because we're we're in partnership with Zuccardi, and so we'll be coming down here all the time now. 
And I, three days ago, I called my agent and asked him to find a place for us to play here in Mendoza next time. Oh my God. Oh, no way! So you guys won't have to go all the way to Buenos Aires or Santiago anymore. He is loving this. Of course. Still not so going to sing, though. Make him beg. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Trust. Yeah. Oh, God, that's the song you pick? Yeah. Yeah. Your hero is in front of you on the street with a guitar. What would you yell? I don't know. Holy what? Something. Something good. Trust. Tornado of souls. Trust. Well, it's an acoustic guitar. I mean, what, what could you do? You can't do like. Can right. you do Holy Wars with an acoustic? Play I mean, Risk. <laughs> Play Crush Em. Crush Em. <laughs> That'll sing. That's the first time anyone wanted to hear that. Oh, my God. Please, next time there's a signing, go and just shout, Dave Mustaine, play Russia! Like, no, just, no, shout, hey, Lars, we really love your work. That's what you should shout. Wow. You're fucking awesome. Love the Four Horsemen. Best song ever. Best Metallica song. Whoa. Like a Pat Boone sing along. Nothing's what it seems. Dave's definitely singing. Said I wouldn't sing, but you won me over. Just one of them to beg. They're they're ahead of his music and like uh, here's the thing. Slow down, you musical talentless jerks. <laughs> what? A king away. Oh. My body is a mistake. Stop singing at this point. You're butchering my song. Get out of the world. Get out. Leave. They're over it. There's like one guy singing. It's almost like like they realize, damn it, we should have asked for another song. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Christ's sake. He gives up. What happened? What happened? And he drives away? Is that him driving away? No, no, no. He's like tuning the guitar now, I guess. Thank you, Mexico. (laughs) This this is 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 Argentina, Dave. Oh yeah, same thing. Whatever. <laughs> they even laughed at that. That was a funny joke. It reached all the way to Argentina. <laughs> to the past when this was recorded. <sighs> Noah, can you pause that for a second? Sorry, this is just an, up- an alert here. I want Noah to read the chat. Oh, and s- you tell me if I can read this or not. Okay, well, I'll play a little more. It's the wrong answer. They're trying to guess who you who sucked your toe. It's the wrong answer. But I want to know if it's a wrong answer I can say. She won. She won. You can say it. I can say it. Okay. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Forehead says, I think I know who was the celebrity Noah hooked up with, but I might be wrong. Did Jim Florentine suck Noah's toes? The answer is not Jim Florentine. Not Jim Florentine. Nice try. Yeah. But nothing came out of the Jim Florentine. <laughs> nice guy. Eye gazing. You gained a, a, a networking and a, and, a, and, a, and a professional respect for him. Yeah. Also, I think that was Dusty Rhodes' forehead, not forehead. 
It, I read what says there. It says right. Dusty Rhodes for a head. You're right. Um, yeah. Can I just tell a quick little anecdote? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to the stand, which is a comedy club, mm-hmm. and I had to pee so bad, so I ran upstairs to the bathroom, and I take my pants off, and I squat, and I'm peeing, and I look up, and then I see... Hold on. <laughs> I look up and I see this. Picture of Jim Florentine. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Right as you're squatting. Oh, just pissing. Yeah, like at the stand there's like a wallpaper and it has Jim Florentine and like a couple of other comedians. It's a pretty big comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Ain't got a freaking day. By the discography. That's why the most Latin-sounding song we have. What the fuck? What? Atul Monde is the most Latin-sounding. Oh, Hold on, man. Oh, she wolf. She wolf. Yeah, I can see that. Why that's they're only calling stuff from that album? Maybe that's the only album they sell in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, that album's not that good. There's a few really good songs on it, like She Wolf. Yeah, I like. Yeah, and most of. It I think sucks. that that one was my is my last like Megadeth album that I really listened yeah. to. And yeah, I agree with that. And I've heard all of them, but that's like the only one I got into. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's it's got like three really good songs on it. The have disin- cool travel. I don't like that song. I like the disintegrators. That's a great song. That shit is good. Can we play that instead of this garbage that we're listening to? <laughs> now we have someone else tune this guitar for him. Somebody give Dave Mustaine a capo. You should play stuff from Countdown. Oh, you got it? Disintegrate his little Megadeth with the CBS FM, baby. A black horse of steel! Trouble is coming! Oh, yeah. Okay. This sounds like your I don't voice. know all the words. Live by the sword and choose to be free! We say retribution! We say vengeance is bliss! We're the cast iron fist! Yeah. This, is a good, this belongs on like a good Megadeth album. Yeah. But it's not. This is because like this is the last album that Marty Friedman worked on. Is that right? Yeah. But it's not just that. Like the songwriting is really good. Like, you oh, know, like the lyrics are good. Put it down to the ground. The disintegrators. It's nasty. Oh man, the solo it's right here. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's like, like I said, like this song, She Wolf is on this, but that's it. Like then it dies. Like the FFF is that on this one too? That's a good song, yeah, and that's so. it. The rest of the song is fucking. The album is garbage. Like Trust is a terrible song. Yeah. Yeah. This. Really yeah. Good. The mother of all that is evil. African women having too many babies. <laughs> Hillary Clinton has a bad disease. 
Heard it on Alex Jones. Ah, this is one of the best Megadeth riffs. Enchantress. Yeah. Is this like 1996 or something? I think it's later than that because I went to see them on this tour. Ah. And I didn't go to concerts that young. It's all downhill from here. 97? I think like one thing that Dave Mustaine has over all the other thrash bands is voice is his and his ability to write really really good melodies. Oh my God! Yes. Like I think, Meg- like it's almost underrated how good Megadeth is at writing like really great and melodies. Also, to be able to play guitar like this and sing, yeah, and you're singing like not the same as the riff that you're playing. Well, not anymore. Well, <laughs> but at the yeah, time, well, his voice is also yeah. shot. For- I will never ever say a bad word about Dave Mustaine as a musician. He is He's one top notch, the Godfather of thrash. He's just a total human garbage human being, an asshole. But you cannot take away from his artistry. Even the bad albums like have things on them that are good. Even these horrible trash albums that he's put out. I think that he suffers from Eddie Murphy disease, like being in a bubble and not having anyone around him to ever tell him no, mm. not being on drugs, uh, not having that, like, like all right. He's I don't know about that on, part. He's probably on some drugs, but he's yeah. not in a drug haze constantly like he used to I don't to know about that part. Do you think, really? Well, now it's like I'm not arguing killers. with you. You know more than I would. I'm just. I'm not saying anything. There's some rumor in innuendo. You really think he? But come on, think of how much drugs this guy did in the '80s. Well, I'm sure not as much right. as he used to. I well, feel didn't like he died or something. Did Dave Mustaine die? Like he OD'd? You mean? Yeah. Oh, died so. and came back to life. You saying? Yeah. Isn't that why he became a born again Christian? Literally born again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That's, that's what I thought. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. I never heard that, but uh. Does Sid know? Can we turn on his ISDN line? And see Sid, if uh, Sid, do you know if what do you know about Megadeth? Sid, uh, did I, we we both well three of us heard that uh, Dave Mustaine might have died. Uh, is that true? I'll blow you for ten dollars. <laughs> I, 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 that's kind of off topic, Sid. Yeah. Can we, can that wait? It's tough to close the deal with a goat. He's trying to fuck a goat, apparently. <laughs> or trying to buy blow off of a goat. Oh, yeah, good point. I thought he meant blow the goat. Mm. How like, can you gag on a four-inch dick? He Rob? just... Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I wouldn't suck a four-inch dick. Get out of here. Why? That's the best kind of dick to suck. Because you can get it all in. <laughs> uh, did you smell your own breath? <laughs> no, I was uh, choking. Yeah, trying not to cough on the mic. Oh, can I get a little seltzer? <laughs> I get a little seltzer in my mouth. So I'll try for all the chips. While you're doing that, we can ask uh, Sid what he's doing right now. Pulling back the meat curtain. Oh, okay. Good to know. Are there any herpes underneath? <laughs> my wiener. On your wiener. <laughs> Breaking news. I want to kill people. Let's do that. Settle down, Sid. Settle down. <laughs> uh, Dusty Rhodes for Head says, uh, what Megadeth album is Pluto Nash? 
put on Did he have a song on the soundtrack or something? What does that mean? I think that is an attempted humor. I just don't get it. Is it just that like Pluto Nash sucked and his albums suck? Pluto Nash is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, it's because I just said Eddie Murphy is like Dave uh. Mustaine. I get it now. Yeah, they are kind of like the same person. Eddie Murphy is like the movie version of Dave Mustaine. Like, was really insanely good at the beginning of his career. Got rich and famous and surrounded himself in a like an ivory tower with yes men mm-hmm. and made horrible career choices after having initial success. But is still amazingly talented and every now and then does something that I like. Well, it's been a while for me with Dave Mustaine. Yeah, been a long. Way. I liked one of those albums. They all blend together, mm-hmm. but one of them wasn't bad. Like the first five songs were pretty. Super good. Collider. No, that's <laughs> awful. I listened to it once all the way through. There was like nothing good on it. Uh, you can't even say that because some of his riffs are always pretty good, but just the overall song. There's not one really totally good song on there. But one of those I was kind of into that I can't think of. I, I they all blend together for me. Like I don't know one from what the was other. it thirteen. Was it 13? I don't know. Play a song from 13 and I'll tell you. I think it is 13. Let's see. I'm embarrassed to not know all this stuff about him, but he puts out an album like every year and a half, you know? Yeah. And then then none of them are like standouts that make me want to hear it a thousand times. Like Metallica's last album. I I had given up on Metallica. I would give them like one listen and "Eh, it's all right. And then that last album was so fucking great. Keep hoping Megadeth will do that again. I just uh, signed up for Spotify. I like never did that before, um, <clears throat> and it's like so great to go back and listen to like stuff that I have on a CD that's just like tucked away in a yeah. book somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been listening to Alice in Chains a lot. Oh, they're so about good. Them. I was listening to the Unplugged album. Oh, so good. Yeah, Jar of Flies. That one. Jar of Flies, yeah. yeah. Is that the Unplugged? Or that's a different thing. No, it's a different, different one. But Jar of Flies is like a. It's also a yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I like the earlier, the heavier ones, but I mean, both all of it is great. So I should yeah, add like old one. Megadeth and Metallica and stuff because I haven't listened to those albums in so long. Um, mm. did you see the article with those headphones that I sent you? Uh, I did. Did you check them out? And one other thing. Uh, before we get, get on to that, I do also want to mention Swedish classic rockers Graveyard are releasing their eagerly anticipated comeback album, Peace, on May 25th. I'm a big Graveyard fan. Pretty exciting to have Graveyard back in the mix, especially if you like to toke on a little bit before listening to some music. You like yourself some Graveyard. Peace comes out May 25th via Nuclear Blast. And the album is now available for pre-order in various formats. The Nuclear Blast Mail Order Edition will feature the CD as well as a red 7-inch vinyl containing two exclusive and previously unreleased non-album tracks, which are Headache City and Something Else. And the album is also available as a Digipack CD, a red cassette. You can get cassettes now. Technology is crazy. And you can also get it on black, yellow, white, blue, clear, and red splatter vinyl. All of those options available at NuclearBlast.com. Graveyard, the new album, Peace. It's out this coming Friday, May 25th, via Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, 
Did you read that article that I sent you? Yes, about, about the, the headphones. headphones. The BDSM headphones. So so tell me about this, Noah. Tell me. Because I, 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 truthfully, I didn't read the article. It's just basically like a gag. Like a, a gag Not mask. like a goof. Like a literal gag. It's like those headphones are I like see, so six it's a, grand. So it's headphones that also cover... It's a mask that has like earmuffs. It's not a... Okay. It's like a bondage mask. Yeah. So it's three straps. One strap wraps around your forehead. One strap wraps around your mouth, covering your covering your mouth. And then there's a another strap perpendicular, which has the headphones. So, so it kind of creates like a whole head cover. And you're saying this would work for me. I mean, out of all my friends, the only person who I imagined wearing it is you. But I'm the top. I can't be gagged. I'm the one. I'm the one uh, gagging. <laughs> gagging someone else. That's right. But uh, this mask is very expensive. Sixty four hundred dollars. Yeah. Better be some top notch headphones. Although I do feel like any sort of uh, anytime I've gone into a uh, a, a BDSM store oh. or any sort of a sex shop to look at any of these. Uh, Toys leather is absurdly expensive. So expensive. Uh, and all you do is like you just like sweat and come in it. It's just yeah, and it, exactly. You can't wash it, so the cum just lives there. in this. <laughs> <laughs> then it like becomes all flaky and stuff. Yeah. Not into it. And, and, and the whole and the thing about you know uh, killing the cows. <laughs> Although I'm sure it's you know the cows that the leather is made. The cows from. are happy that you're using their skin for sex. <laughs> I'm saying like the cows weren't just killed for their skin. I'm sure their other parts were yeah. used as well. Rationalization. <laughs> but it's still, yeah, like I feel it's like a superfluous reason to kill a cow. Like a steak is a decent reason. <laughs> At least that brings me. <laughs> yeah, but you're not eating like the, the skin. So you might as well turn it. That's up. what I'm saying. I'm assuming that like. Whoever killed the cow sold the meat to the meat farmers and the right. skin to the to the clo- the, to the, the, BDSM the textile company or whatever. I, I saw one of those uh, like vegan versus meat eater arguments online, and one of the arguments that I actually never saw before, which I was kind of admired in its brazenness, is that like these cows are just bred to be docile meat farms. Like they're well, not- isn't that that that's its argument? What about? Like they don't they they don't care that they're being eaten from meat because they have no life other than to be eaten. Yeah, that's a hundred percent sense argument. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Like that's I don't so think sad. that. And I'm for meat eating. Like I, you know, well, like well, it's complicated. We've talked about this. Yeah. I think ideally I'd like to be a vegetarian, mm-hmm. but I can't do it. So, but I don't judge people who eat meat because like well, I you understand know, uh, the struggle. Yeah, but well, that argument I think is terrible. Uh, Glenn Grenwald, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Greenwald, uh, he is a a vegan, but he's actually pretty cool about it. He's like, hey, I get that being a vegan is difficult. You could just take it so like one day a week, don't eat meat, or right. or one you know, or just right. swear off a certain t- like swear off of pork. Right, you know, it, it take yeah. a baby steps. You're doing better by eliminating something than nothing. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a much more rational way to go about it. I saw on Twitter. The craziest thing, which was this 
woman tweeting about how she saw a girl crying because all of her friends had ice cream, went to the ice cream truck to buy ice cream, and she didn't have enough money to buy ice cream. So she gave this woman gave this little girl a dollar Mm -hmm. to buy the ice cream. And this woman who gave the dollar was some sort of uh, vegan activist. And another vegan called her out for encouraging the little girl to eat dairy products. (laughs) And so people were like, what was she supposed to do? Is she supposed to stand there and lecture this poor girl who's crying because she doesn't have ice cream? That, and and he, he would not relent. He was just like, yes, he, she should have got this little girl a, a vegan treat of some sort. That and, the ice cream yeah. truck does not carry. Right. Like, well, yeah. you got to pick your spots a little bit. Yeah. I agree with the premise, but it's just like being an atheist. Like everyone in this room is an atheist. But you don't go up like and punch yeah, someone says, in the stomach. Well, if someone says, you know, uh, uh, have a blessed day at the supermarket, right. you don't you're not going to be lecture. like, no, yeah, I will have you know, sir. Right. And I it's agree. Like, go. I agree that if pe- people didn't say have a blessed day, we would be better off as a society. Mm-hmm. But the person has no bad intentions and there's no need to. Scold right. Them. They're not trying to push religion on you by saying right. that. It's just a phrase that's kind of lose its lost its literal meaning. Right. To just be something positive like to say so also the same thing with the kid like there's a time and a place to teach kids that's probably better not to eat meat but that's i mean i wish someone had done that with me when i was a kid so i wouldn't be so addicted to eating meat which i love for Uh, me it's soda i wish i was never turned on to or like sweet like sugar is my biggest addiction well i mean yeah i for me it's like sugar in other things like i don't so much gorge myself on cake or like cookies and stuff but like like white like flour and pasta and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know that kind that's of that's hard to quit yeah and rice yeah. you know that bread and all that kind of stuff yeah that's me it's the same thing it's I don't even know like form. what to eat I don't uh, it's already hard enough not eating actually it's it's not hard at all <laughs> being a vegetarian now you're yeah uh, I can't quit dairy though uh-huh. and I can't quit carbs uh huh you just like cheese well again I don't eat that much cheese but it's more like ice cream and stuff I like yeah. That. I mean, just by giving up on meat, that's big. And and I feel like I'm sure a bunch of vegans would disagree with me, but like milk, I mean, come on. Like how much is a cow suffering for for the milk, right? I guess there are the the shitty milk farms where they're being abused and whatever. Yeah, because they have their rudders hooked up to these like mechanisms. Udders, right. Not rudders. Udders? Udders, yeah. Sorry. Rhymes with rudders. <laughs> <laughs> they have them hooked up to these mechanisms that are constantly like squeezing their boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess kinda, that's that's intense. Bad. They don't really have boobs. They have like one giant tit with four nipples. But yeah. milk is like so good. Yeah. Well. How did milk, like I always wonder, like how, who discovered milk? Yeah, who was the first guy <laughs> sucking on that teat? How did, uh, like, well, like, I imagine- It was a pervert. Let's be real. It was a pervert. Yep. And a side effect of him trying to make love to the cow. <laughs> like, hey, guys, this was is great. delicious milk came Well, well, well here's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, women produce milk, obviously, for babies. Like, was someone like, hey, I want some of that. I want some of that sweet white gold. <laughs> right. And then they were like, oh, this is too sour. But like, wh- I, why I, I drink- like, pasteurization. Like, but how why do we that- drink? animal milk like why don't we drink human milk i was just thinking about this the other day like right. i don't I feel, I feel bad eating animals but i don't like people that much would i feel bad eating them <laughs> i you probably wouldn't know what if people if were born just for the reason of killing them for their meat would that be okay with you to eat them 
I mean, that's that's just a fucked up idea. Well, that's what happens with with animals. Yeah. You know? So I guess uh, no, I wouldn't. No be human. Mm, right. Now, what if animals lived a happy life in a meadow, and then when it was their time to die, we killed them and ate the meat? Would you say no? Because it's like old meat. Is that moral though? <laughs> Forget about whether the meat's good or not. I think it's moral, like for people, and you know, like I know people who like raise their own. Animal, like pigs and stuff and then they um, slaughter them and eat them and they use every part of the pig and stuff like that like that that to me is fine that's humane that's like you right. know I still think it's better not to do that but it's better than what they do in these fucking corporate like slaughterhouses agreed yeah. ultimately what fucks it up is just corporate interference much like with anything else is just like when yeah, the exactly. greed takes over yep uh it stops being about what's ethical and, and becomes what's profitable and yep. and everybody's affected because you know with these animals being treated so poorly i've i've and definitely read studies about how like because the animals are so stressed the stress carries in the into the meat and, then, the meat, and then yeah you're consuming their stress and that's how you get skin tags <laughs> <laughs> worse than going to a nile show <laughs> bringing it all back you get stress and then you get aids <laughs> I, you can take all the Trivago you want. That's not gonna help you. <laughs> I just used Trivago to go to the Poconos, and worst customer service ever. <laughs> oh, that was TripAdvisor. Sorry. You should try Priceline. <laughs> I don't know. Will do, Roger. Robert. Um. Also, there's this Queen movie that's coming. Robert. <laughs> oh, oh but- our ISDN line got crossed with Ooh. Phil Anselmo. <laughs> Phil Anselmo. <laughs> What's going on here? That was Sid doing it, Phil Anselmo. <laughs> oh, wow. He's doing it really well. Judorino mentions Utter Rudder was Noah's nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh-huh. Wait, what's a rudder then? An utter? Wait, which one is it? A rudder is a part of a boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah, so the Queen, Queen, the band Queen, lovely band. They're okay. The word for them, lovely. They're a great band. They're an excellent band. Uh, there's going to be a biopic starring uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. He's really, really good Mr. in the trailer Robert. anyway. I don't know. Yeah, he does. A, here's the thing. Sasha Baron Cohen uh, was originally attached to play Freddie Mercury, and then he mm-hmm. dropped out because he said that he and the band disagreed on the direction of the film. He was going to make it into a Borat movie. <laughs> <laughs> My queen. <laughs> Yes, she was killer queen. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, gunpowder gelatin. Yes. We will rock you. Um, we will rock you. We will rock the Jews. Uh, the Jew no like be rocked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are the champions. One of the, my favorite things that Borat did was that uh, the thing where they did the uh, he's a country singer. Yes. Oh, yes. Movie, yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked. We talk about Queen, but maybe we could play no, no, that. No, no, no. But uh, throwing the Jews down the well. Throw the Jew down the well. All right. Well, maybe we'll look that up. Uh, 
Well, what's interesting about the movie that what there's already already there's controversy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the headline was that the movie will not uh, address Freddie Mercury's uh, uh, bisexuality or that he had AIDS was what the headline. Like, there's these headlines, and I'm like, wait, what? That's what. Wait, that's what the current. Uh, release of the film is the cut that's or what that's the headline the- is but then if you actually look at what's going on what people are really ups- what started it was people there's basically nothing homosexual about the trailer right like nothing alluding to the fact that he was into dudes except for a quote-unquote blink and you'll miss it shot like there was one shot in a montage of him staring longingly at another man in a studio and that's supposed to you're supposed to assume that's like whatever it's also you know the man should not be reduced to his sexuality either i mean you should well there's a lot of there's a lot of him with women like like with his wife or what his wife uh you shouldn't whitewash it either i agree but like but then the thing that people what was very upsetting and i could see and i could see this on one and the other hand i'm like calm down don't overreact just yet is that in the synopsis uh there's no mention of aids instead it's uh and where Mercury, facing a life-threatening illness, ah! leads the band in one of the greatest performances in the history of rock music. And everyone's just like, say AIDS. Like, <laughs> not a life threat. Like, say AIDS. Are you going to not say AIDS? Is, not, is the movie not going to cover that he had AIDS? Freddie Mercury, facing life-threatening skin tags. <laughs> How did he deal with it? But from the... what? A, look, he bled to death. In a world of life-threatening skin tags. <laughs> One man <laughs> is the champion. <laughs> Hyper-masculine Freddie Mercury. <laughs> the trailer does look good. It's a very well-cut yes. trailer. Well uh, cut, just like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> but I don't know. How the, I'm going to wait for the reviews of the movie because it could be fucked up. And also, there's... Spe- I'm not denying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, why should I think that just from the trailer? Exactly. Like, don't... Jump to conclusions based on a three-minute tease. It's a teaser trailer. It's not even the official trailer. I would agree if the entire two-hour movie is whitewashed in that way. I would agree that we should be upset about it. Yes, that it wouldn't be true to his story. But if it if it's just the editing... Like, I could see the trailer just being like, oh, well, we want it to be, <laughs> you know, as dumb as it sounds, like, just general... Like, we don't want to ruffle any feathers... There's enough well, feathers in the movie. The opposite of of what you know Freddie Mercury's life was about. Yeah, not ruffling feathers. You know. Yeah, he was a major feather ruffler. Ironically, yes. Um, but uh, but wait, so wait, so what did what changes did Sasha Baron Cohen leave the movie over? Well, so from talking to some other people, like I didn't really look into this, but he said that the movie focused too much on the life of the band after he died, after Freddie Mercury died. And it's just like, who cares about that? I agree. Well, did they write it? Brian May write the movie? He's there. He's an executive producer. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) The only person that cares about Brian May. Yeah. Uh, The casting is really good. Whoever they got as Brian May really looks like him. And Rami Malek looks exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the nailed the accent. Yeah. Which, which is is crazy because I was like, no, he's a South African. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that at all. Or no, Egyptian, I think. No, well, he's, but he's, I mean, that's his lineage, but isn't he, I thought he was American, though. 
I'm pretty sure. Well, hold on. I'll look it up right now. But I'm pretty sure he might. Be, be I an could immigrant. totally be wrong. I, I think he might be an Egyptian immigrant. I'm. Okay. I'm. That's Rami fine. Malek. Yeah. Yeah, he's Egyptian. No, we know that. Like, but by, by family, oh, he's an American. But is he from act. Egypt. He's from L.A. Okay, that's what I thought. Is okay. that's I, kind of like Egypt? Isn't I wasn't it? disputing no. that he was from. the Yeah, Middle I wasn't East. sure. I, I wasn't sure. I remember I looked it up. His one. name is Rami Malik. You know, that's not. Yes, he's of Egyptian and Greek Egyptian descent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just. I did. I thought he was born in America. Born <laughs> in the U.S. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> find him attractive? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Those bug no. eyes don't bother you. This wall-eyed, uh, like the frog thing. That I he think has. it's more about like him being part Egyptian, part Greek. It's really? really what is it's that? Like, I don't know. It's just a hot combo. Like ugly people don't live in those two countries. <laughs> I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just saying. I'm like, thinking of his Mr. Robot character, who's like so like aloof and like you know just disturbed oh. and stuff, and that's hot. So he's like negging you without even knowing you. He's just negging you through mm-hmm. the through the show. Mm-hmm. Now you okay. gotta get it to know his heart. Rami, if you listen, probably not. Got a fan. <laughs> oh, listen, who knows? Our audience is growing. What are we? What are we on? <laughs> I gotta read what El Dinarino just said. What? what? He said another one that bites my crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I don't like this. Is in my life. This is the only two hours per week context where Borat jokes are not dead as fuck like I don't know why I still find it funny like if someone came up to me somewhere and just was like you know Borat," I would be like, you're a hack like you fucking yeah. suck but when it's, you uh, one of us says it it's just so funny to me it's, Same, it's just timeless comedy <laughs> it I, is great I'm just like sick of it in general I think it's because I just think about like all the times it made us crack up and it's just, it still hits me in the same way. By the way, they're ring in the chat now. In letters, typing, typing. You got to do it from the back of your tongue, not the front. It's not, it's, no, you're, you're doing it from the front. It's for, you know that thing in the back of your throat that looks like a punching bag? That's the thing that does it. No, it's your tongue touches the top roof of your mouth. No, watch, watch, ready? Vibrated. This is getting disturbing. This sounds like Homer Simpson. For those the, of you that listen at work, my mouth. I hope somebody walked uh, in. During this you see, it's like uh, the, back, the back of my throat. I'm trying to get it. To, uh, Rob's going to have an embolism from it this. It scratches my throat. Make you do that, you get an embolism, then you get skin tags. <laughs> Just deep throat the mic and then do it. Oh, please don't. It's already bad. No, this this mic cover is. People can't. Okay. It's just. Can you say burrito? Burrito. Burrito. Isn't there in Russian? Burrito. Isn't there words that have that? Yeah. Like what? Uh, say something with an R. Chiburetska. What is that? Borscht. Borscht. See, so you're doing it. Borscht. No, but that's from the front of your tongue. But no, he's but doing it. I can do that. I can't, I can't do the... Like, yeah, see, like, isn't that w- the, the R is expanding? No, it's it's a different. Listen, listen, this is really interesting. That's the front, and then there's just the, the back. Same to me. No, it's like the I'm same. hearing Yanni and Laurel. 
the same. I haven't heard you. I never heard Yanni in that. I made all right. I heard Laurel, and then I made my ears like you. You know when you look at a picture that has two uh, forms to it, and they you can make your eyes adjust to the second thing. I can now hear why people hear Yanni. That's so weird. But the only time I heard Yanni was in that dumb White House video, Trump one, yeah. Uh, and they're playing it on the cell phone, and because it's distorted, right. I heard it as Yanni. It's but it, all about the frequency. Yeah, but if you just hear it. So, for those of you yeah, listening in the future, yeah, <laughs> there was this dumb fucking video going around, like a viral video clip, it, and it's a sound. With the question on the sound was, uh, "Do you hear Laurel or Yanni?" And two and, words that sound like nothing alike, which yeah. makes it interesting. So, here, Laurel. Here, that's it. Laurel. 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 Yeah, how anyone can hear Yanni, I don't know. Perfectly crisply clear, but when you hear it through some kind of distortion. See? Yanni. Yanni. You hear it? Yanni. That's still Yanni. Laurel. But Yanni. I hear both now. Yanni. Here, Laurel. Yeah. It's it's the same yeah. sound file though, each yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I hear more. Yeah. Yeah. The lower the register, <laughs> the more you hear Laurel. Yeah. And the higher. Laurel. 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 Jennifer can only Laurel. hear Yanni. Laurel. I think it's about how much like, ear damage you have. Yeah. If you have ear yeah. damage, you hear Laurel. If you yeah. don't, you hear Yanni. So. I must have a lot of ear. I never hear Yanni. Yeah, I only yeah. hear Laurel. Oh, even then? Well, no, no, no. When we got like this, here here I hear Yanni. Yanni. Yeah. Yanni. Yanni. But in the regular one. Laurel. 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 Yeah, I don't hear any Yanni. Yanni. I went and I got Yanny. ear candle. So after you guys Yanny. leave, I'm ear candling. Yanny. And then I'm going to see if I hear Yanni. Yanny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes yeah. for head. Yeah. Noah, mm-hmm. did Rami Malek uh, suck your toes? No, it was not. <laughs> it wasn't him? It was okay. not him. All no. right. Just wanted to check in. I would love for him to suck my toes, but it was not him. Was it a less prominent celebrity or more prominent celebrity than Rami Malek? Uh, hmm, that's, a, that's a good question. No, it's, I think it depends what year it is. That's the only. Well, if there. you go back before Rami Malek was born, then sure, that's not fair. He's not that old, or no, he's not that old. Maybe he. Is. I mean, currently Rami Malek is a bigger. We can say that, right? He's a bigger star. Here's right. the. But this person is well known, though. That's all I'll say. I'm not giving any clues. Well, did I say something bad? I don't think so. Okay. I say anymore. I'm, I'm getting embarrassed. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I apologize. Laurel. 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 Let's just say Laurel, Laurel. for the next <laughs> 20 Laurel. minutes. My body. Oh, no, Laurel. What? I, was, what was that? I wanted my body Laurel, but that didn't work. I don't get it. What? Just, I, I don't what understand. Does mean? It doesn't mean anything. <sighs> hey, uh, is it asleep? Does it fall asleep on the toilet? He's busy. He's in, uh... What's he up to? Give me the meat. Oh, of course he would be eating meat after we're <laughs> talking about going vegetarian. Gotta let them nuts hang. 
Dudorino says he does not hear Laurel at all. Yeah, that's the same thing Jennifer Ow. said. <laughs> that's why there's so much butt fucking in the Navy. Because of Laurel? He said that one already. <laughs> Very sartorial. <laughs> what else is going on? Do you want to talk about the um, the uh, Palestine thing? Or not? Yeah, no. How do you feel about Palestine? Are you really going to? I don't want to talk about that. That's like such like a downer. It's a bummer. Okay. Just thought I'd throw it out there. I didn't know we were a political talk show. Throw it out there like the Palestinians are throwing Montauk cocktails at the innocent Israeli army with their... Uh, <laughs> well, don't try to get on Noah's good side. Machine guns. Just, he says... Uh, well, Noah says let's not talk about it. So. It's a touchy subject. We have like so many articles in our email. I don't know why we have to... Go to that. <laughs> Big story, Noah. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, uh, Jonathan Davis, who still owes us an interview here on the live cast. We're still working on that. I have a feeling he read the Facebook comments and he'll never do the show. Mm, well, then I hope you're happy, live cast. <laughs> uh, so he's going to be doing. An interesting tour in the UK. It's going to be a very VIP experience with a select few fans mm-hmm. that will take part in the Gansfeld experiment. Wait, the what? So, what's sorry, Gansfeld ex- Gansfield experience. So, Davis says, I'm doing these pop up things. Who are these people who do experiences? I mean, come on! What is the deal with freaks on leashes? If you're a freak, get off the leash! I like corn! I eat corn on everything! (laughs) I spell it with a C! It's simple! It makes sense! (laughs) Who came up with this thing of spelling corn with a K? Gansfeld, go ahead. Next on Gansfeld. (laughs) So Davis says he's doing these pop-up things, and it's something that's been going on for a long time. If you deprive yourself of visual and audible stimulus, you'll start to hallucinate. So basically, you cut a ping-pong ball in half, and you put these white globes over your eyes, and you listen to white noise. And after 20 minutes, you start to hallucinate. Every experience is different, but the brain can't handle... Not hearing or seeing anything. Wait, so this is a corn concert? Yeah, I guess. I could just do this at home. That's what I was wondering. Like, why? Well, you do it. I guess <laughs> the white noise headphones or whatever. Or, I don't know. I listen to white. No- That's like the only way I could fall asleep. He's doing. Uh, I'm doing these pop-up things where I grab a couple of kids, pull them through the experience. And it's meant to be entertaining and not taken overly serious. It's a really dope concept. Mm. Is it, though? <laughs> it's dope. He's a dope. My favorite line, though, is, I mean, like, he's just leaving himself open for ridicule where he, when he goes, if you deprive yourself of visual and audible stimulus, you'll start to hallucinate. Does that mean when listening to Jonathan Davis, you start to hallucinate? Oh! Oh! white noise? Rob said it. I don't mean it. That's exactly what corn is. White noise. (laughs) Very white noise. I'm not too crazy about this whole album. 
Oh, can you play some of it? I haven't heard any. Is he still going to come on our show now that you're... Who cares? Hey, just because I'm not crazy about it doesn't mean our listeners... Right. Everyone in the comments said they're not crazy about it. This is good. This is not white noise at all. He almost sounds like he's affecting a Middle Eastern accent of some kind. Very emotional. Yeah, Actually, uh, his f- passion in there. Somebody in the on Twitter or on Facebook mentioned this to us on that thread. Actually, his single is "What It Is." Oh yeah, it is what it is. Oh. Carrie, she was the one who pointed it out. I would do anything for you. Didn't Jim Florentine come on our show and talk about it is what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about Jonathan Dillard. Oh. I just said that as a joke. I haven't heard this at all. And I said I would, it sounds like I would do anything for love. Yeah. And he actually said that. Is like, uh, what are your thoughts? Trash or the trash? Uh, yeah. You can say <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not. It's like a mo- It's like a fifty-one percent thrash for me. It's not bad. It sounds like corn singing a Faith No More song. I like playing that, a faith no more. I like that he's trying to be more melodic, but it just sounds like he can't. Oh wow! He, okay. He's trying to, but he can't. There. Damn girl. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not, yeah, great or bad. Yeah, it's fine. Someone, it will reach an audience. What it is, what it I like, is. Yeah, like I like when it kicks in. Yeah. I'm all for suspended chords, but... Oh, this is another thing. Yeah, that's I can't. This would be older, actually. Oh, no. I was in the mood for a sausage. <laughs> yeah, this one I'm not crazy. You got corn. I like that he has, <laughs> he has the symphonic stuff in there, though. Yeah. It's like Dima Burke. But I feel like the lyrics are, it's the same stuff that Korn was singing about. Well, it's the same lyrics. As, you know, it's just. That's what it is, what it is. <laughs> it's Korn, what it is. <laughs> that kind of sounds like my, my show tunes lines. Oh, what it is, what it is. Hooray for Hollywood. Oh, what it is, what it is. <laughs> What it is, all right for Hollywood. Like show business, like no business I know. (laughs) What it is, what it is. Somewhere over the rainbow. (laughs) That would be good. Let it go, let it go. 
That is just what it is. Messing my way. I feel like that's a classic one, too. That's like Gonna do to things my way. My that's way. On the, the highway. highway. <laughs> oh, I know you've been Frank Sinatra, but. That would have been funnier. <laughs> I took the blows and did it my way. Because it is what it is. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> that you're hating on me. It is what it is. It is what it is. What it is is a tit fuck. <laughs> a tit fuck. My cock. Your breast. A tit fuck. What it is. 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 A tit fuck. We need a remix. A remix for you. Yeah. Why are you coming home? Five in the morn. Something's going on. And what it is. What it is on your dick. Like a fool. Because that ain't cool. Tell you what it is. What it is. Why are you coming home? Five in the morning. There you go. The soul clap. <laughs> Very good. You nailed it. It's five o'clock and I'm sleeping. <laughs> I just realized what Jonathan Davis is doing. He's doing his best Paul Lind. Uh, what it is? I'm the center square. I wish I love that's a good impression that I can do, but no one knows what it is. So well, what it is? No one knows what it is. But just, my impression is just the alien from American Dad. That's, that's true too. But that that's like a, a whack impression. Like Paul Lind is actually cool. Let's hear. Let's hear your Paul Lind. I don't know. Like what? I'll give something to say. Like say it, has to it be is relevant. what it is. I just <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Else can we remix here? <laughs> Paul Lind is very clever. There's a channel. My neck, my back. I think it's oh, a yeah. uh, uh, a local channel. It's called Buzzer. It just has game shows, and they have old Hollywood squares. And Paul Lind would have like really dirty jokes. Yeah, he they're was clean. The <laughs> they're like super dirty for the '70s. I couldn't believe it was on TV. Those '70s game shows are amazing. Best. My favorite thing to watch stoned is a '70s game show. Or Supermarket Sweep, which is an 80s. Oh, yeah. We DVR that because it's uh, so good. I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be on that show so bad. I would have (laughs) crushed it. I would have crushed it so hard. When was that on? Early 90s or late 80s? I want to say late 80s. I feel like it's, I was like very young. I think it was before I had cable. Like I never discovered it until later on in life. Mm -hmm. Like when it was on reruns and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or on the internet, actually. I don't think I ever saw it when it was going on. It was like, yeah, it was one of the, it wasn't like a, a, a top of the line game. It wasn't like Wheel of Fortune, which right. had like a locked in syndication spot right before primetime. It was right. like always bouncing around. Okay, that might be why. Yeah. But if you don't know what we're talking about, Supermarket Sweep was they would get three teams of two people. Couples, usually. Couples or sisters. Yeah. Or the, it was always at least one woman. It was never like a team of two guys. Mm-hmm. 
and they always were the most stereotypical Midwestern people. They put them in these ridiculous sweaters. Like they had to wear matching sweaters. Like what is the show color. called again? Supermarket, Supermarket Sweep. And then they had a portion of the show where you answered questions, like trivia questions about products or whatever. Which, by the way, also made me realize like, this is the best show for advertising. Yeah. All of it was product advertising. It was like just pure product play. Right. And you earn points for answering these questions, but the points are time. So every time you answer a thing correctly, you get like 10 seconds. And then they told the time you accrue during the game, you get to run around at the end like a maniac. The main event of the game. <laughs> yeah. The bonus round is you go to, the, not the bonus round, the final round. Yeah. You run around. One of the people stands by the register and receives all the carts and products. And the other person runs around the fucking supermarket taking things off the shelves and trying to collect the most amount of money. Yeah. Your goal is to have the most expensive yep. shopping uh, of all the three teams, and the way you do that is, you know, there's stra- this is where the strategy comes in. You go to the meat section, you pick up like really expensive meat. Yeah. Then they have certain like bonus products that yep. you can get, which again, just pure product placement. Like the bonus product is like the Charmin toilet right. paper, Pringles. Yeah, and you get like extra points for that. So you got to st- strategize where in the supermarket. You're- it sounds right. so cheesy but you really really get into it because also it's the most relatable thing because who doesn't go shopping and they have a fucking play-by-play guy that's the best best part part. these like horrible like fat people are waddling through the and he's like and Cynthia is going down the aisle she thinks that she's she's gonna find the Clorox cleaner there but oh oh, no she actually picked up the wrong one what a stupid fuck like it's just all they do is make fun of the people let me find the final round here here in a big way. And just about a step away is our new yogurt machine. This is the play-by-play. Oh, good. Vicky starting with the right flavor on the bottom, the very, very raspberry. Oh, she uh-huh. slipped into the yogurt and broke her fucking neck. Raspberries, especially when they're a bonus. Here comes Mark. Now there's a determined-looking shopper. And he's a smart shopper as well. He's already grabbing $10. Marcy slipped and her head cracked open and it looks like the jelly that you can find in aisle two. (laughs) What a shame. She won't be collecting that $250 bonus. That extra energy is helping Liz hoist in some of our giant gold-wrapped hands. Meanwhile, Vicky got all the yogurt flavors Vicky. we needed, and she just pumped her Vicky. score with an extra two hundred. Vicky just stuffed four hams inside her snatter. He's on the prowl for something. <laughs> also, I always what thought this it? was a supermarket uh, that they were shooting in, it's but a it's a set. set. It's yeah. a Hollywood set. Made to, I felt like such a fool. You thought it was a stop and shop they used to work. Yeah, in? like they just opened. They just closed. There? They just closed down a stop and shop for a day to do a shoot or something. But, but what, no, it's all a set. What I always wondered is like, you know, you it's a set, but you like when you see them running around in there yeah like every aisle is stocked with shit like where does right. all that food go like do they throw it out or yeah. like what do they they don't do they donate it like what happened yeah. and think of how much time it takes to stock all of that and like right. they use like one percent of it but the most show. of it is non-perishable most of it is like canned food you don't have to throw yes. it out or maybe whole meat it's section. empty huh? the maybe meat the section is the one thing yeah. maybe this say? like the cans and boxes are empty it's i don't just... think so yeah maybe they just leveled it so it just uh, looks stocked even but... still even if it's just that front layer that's yeah. a whole ton of shit. Well, I mean, if you look at the budgets shows have, it's a pretty cheap show to produce. Like, what are you paying for? You know, so that's just where the budget. Honestly, is. like I know people who work in TV and, you know, sh- we know our very own Shankletown. 
uh, could probably attest that there's so much food waste on TV sets. Yeah. Like, if they have to do a take of someone eating a burger or something, like, they'll have, like, 50 burgers. Right. One bite next show. I mean, I feel like even uh, even at, at Sirius, I witnessed it whenever there was a celebrity, they would get, like, really insane catering and then, like, whatever Yeah, but then they put over. the leftovers in the kitchen, but people eat that. Yeah. So I that's fine. That, that doesn't go to waste. It. Yeah, that's true. Well, I would argue that the the serious employees eating it is a waste of it. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, they turn it into waste. That's true. But yeah, it's uh, it's very wasteful. <laughs> yep. That's an I, I you know I'm a game show aficionado. Like that's mm-hmm. my favorite channel. This buzzer. Buzzer. I wonder if that's, I think that might just be a local uh, New York because it's like one of those, you know how uh, broadcast channels now are broken off into multiple channels? Uh Like there's, for example, uh, WNYW, which is Fox Mm -hmm. 5 here in New York. There's like three, there's WNYW1, WNYW. So buzzer is actually a WWOR like third channel of it. Oh, I forget okay. what the term of it is. But Buzzer, it says here, is a, is a nationwide network. Oh, it is? Network, I yeah. thought I looked it up and it was like a owned... It was in Secaucus, New Jersey. Well, the, well, it says here that it's in 62 markets. Oh. But maybe they each air it on a local over-the-air channel. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. B-U-Z-Z-R is the channel. It's like the Game Show Network. But good. The Game Show Network used to be amazing and... About four or five years ago, they started making it the Family Feud channel. Mm-hmm. Like eight out of uh, 24 hours is just Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Ah. And it's horrible. It's Okay, so I'm looking at the wiki. It is a sub-channel, and that's what I'm talking about. A sub-channel is a method of transmitting more than one independent program stream simultaneously from the same digital radio or television station on the same radio frequency channel. This is done by using data compression techniques to reduce the size of each individual program stream and multiplexing to combine them into a single signal. The practice is sometimes called multicasting. This is with HD television now. The bandwidths are so much higher you could broadcast more. And so it's pretty wild. There's all these channels now with like reruns of like shit from the 70s and 80s. And like one channel that just shows like that 70s show reruns. and Show Columbo all the time. Yeah. That's one of my Columbo. favorite shows. Love Columbo. <laughs> you ever watch Columbo? We talked about it on yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. The memory of a goldfish. Took away my pro wrestling. <laughs> That's wrestling. <laughs> We're winding it down. It's been a great Funky ass bass line. I want to get that as a ringtone. I have to turn that into my ringtone. Easy peasy. Just send it, yeah. I, I don't know file. how to do it. Do you it. know how you do it? Google it. It's very easy. You can do it in iTunes. You just download the file on your phone, and then you can set yeah. any, any file on your phone as a You have to convert it to a specific type of, uh, it's like an M4A. Not on my phone, you don't. I can, yeah, I can send you the tutorial. I can make anything. On, a, on an iPhone, you have to, oh. through iTunes, you've got to convert oh, limitations. Well, it's because they want you to buy ringtones. Yeah. 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 It's a closed system. That's how you, uh, you know, that's keep how you, things uh, tight. That's how they charge you through the nose. No, yeah, it's true. It's bullshit. Uh, Titan, no. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Forehead asked me, 
Uh, Forehead. 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 Rob, are you going to all in? I am not going all in. I was not able to get tickets. But it seems like it'll be a fun show. What's all in? It is a wrestling, sh- an independent wrestling show happening in Chicago. With Eugene headlining it. No, that's a different one. No, are you this going is the to one Chicago? With- no, I'm not. Mm. I couldn't get a ticket. The Chicago. You couldn't get comps. No, wrestling, I don't know. I don't have any. Well, there's some connections. You have a wrestling podcast. But uh, I don't have anywhere near the connections uh, that I do in heavy metal, especially not at indie shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm fine with paying for indie shows. That stuff goes to the, I support the indie wrestling. You'd go if you got comped. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. You don't want to support them that bad. I mean, I'd buy a shirt or something. I'd support in other ways. That's nice of you. Yeah. Yeah, and you can buy a shirt to support the Metal Injection Livecast. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. Hit that merch button. Get shirts, hoodies, iPhone cases, notebooks, lots of fun stuff. And all the money goes right back into the show. Good stuff. You can follow us on social media. If people have a picture of themselves in their shirt, we will interview you. Yes, send a photo. Send a photo of you wearing your live cast merch, and we will feature you on our social media as our featured live caster. You can do so by emailing hatemail at metalinjection.net. Dudorino asks, Robba, do you think Carl Sanders, from uh, formerly of Nile, looks like Greg the Hammer Valentine? Oh, I could uh, see that. I could see that totally, yeah. I totally see it. Well, he also looks like... Uh, if early era Steve Austin gained a lot of weight, he has like the same hair as oh, yeah. Steve Austin used to. But, you know, I definitely see Greg the Hammer Valentine and Carl Sanders. Absolutely. Um, also, Jeff Hanneman kind of looked like Greg the Hammer Valentine, if you think about it. Before or after the bite? Uh, before the bite. I don't know what he looked like after the bite. Carl Sanders is still in the band? I thought he left the band. Oh, no, the uh, the other guy left the band. You're right. I'm getting confused, Judorino. It was the the other dude. The bald. What was his name? What was his name, Judorino? You know. King Tut. No. <laughs> now. 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 But anyway, You're we're right. winding down. Yes, we are, clearly. We are clearly winding <laughs> Rob's down. Rob's brain is winding down. My brain is winding down. Uh, George. Oh no, no. George was the drummer. Who was the fucking? Who's the guy? Dallas Toller Wade. Thank you. Nectanebo. Dallas second. Toller Wade is the the guy who left the band. Thank you. I had a brain fart to you. I was the one I reported on on you. All right, we're winding now. We're gonna be back next Thursday. Do you want to repeat the uh, plugs too? Oh no. Which plugs? Hair plugs? No, the two. Uh, the reads. blue cigarettes. The blue. Blue e-cigarettes, cigarettes. Blue e-cigarettes. e-cigarettes. If you'd like to get you a blue cigarette e-cig, go to myblue and of course Graveyard, their new album Peace is out this Friday, May twenty fifth, on Nuclear Blast. We're going to be out of here next week. We're going to be live on Thursday. And then after next week, we're moving back to Tuesdays officially. Yeah. We yeah. tried Thursdays. We, we like it better on Tuesdays. Us. So we're moving back to Tuesdays after next week. Next week. Because we're C-U-N-T's. <laughs> next week, we're going to be on Thursday for our final Thursday show. I was a heartless cunt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we hope you can join us. 
And we leave you with this. All right, everybody, let's show them how we do it here in Tucson, Arizona. Please welcome, all the way from Kazakhstan, they are Baroque and his cowboy Astana Band. Give them a nice round of hoot and holler and holler. This song called uh, uh, Namogzrovich Domovon. It's been in my country, there is a problem. In my country, there is problem, and that problem is transport. It takes very, very long. Because Kazakhstan is big Throw transport down the well Come on. So my country can be free So my country can be free We must make travel easy Then we have a big party In my country there is problem And that problem is the truth they take everybody's money They never give it back Throw the Jew down the well So my country can be free You must grab him by his horns Then we have a big party If you see the Jew coming you must grab him by his money And I'll tell you what to do Everybody, throw the Jew down the well So my country can